Okay, in this episode, I want to cover a topic that uh, you may end up requiring uh, this sort of tactic where you're writing a SwiftUI application and you need to have access to the underlying UI kit uh, controls and classes that power some of those. And you can do that, you might want to do that so that you uh, can customize it in a way that isn't supported natively by SwiftUI. Now, I'll grant a big caveat here that this is definitely a workaround, it's kind of a hack and it possibly could break in future versions of SwiftUI uh, because it is an implementation detail of SwiftUI and we're not supposed to necessarily know or depend on it. Uh, but that said, this can be a useful technique and there's a couple of popular frameworks out there that do this sort of thing, uh, but I would like to talk about how we could build this for ourselves. So the first thing I have is a demo app here that has a text field on it and I'm just gonna run it so you can see what it looks like. We have a label at the top and we have a text field right below. And I'm gonna open up the reveal application and we're going to uh, refresh it and we can see that this is our application running and this is our view hierarchy on the left. And uh, some of the stuff might be familiar, uh, even though we are in a SwiftUI application. Uh, see, we have a, a SwiftUI hosting scroll view and inside of there we have a SwiftUI hosting scroll view platform group container. Uh, we've got this and then finally we see a UI text field and hey, I know what that is. Uh, which is pretty nice. And this is the sort of thing that I want to be able to get access to so that we could customize it. So what I would like to do is given something like this where we have this text field, I wanna be able to say, discover a UI text field and then get the access to the text field in this block and maybe we could print it out. And we could do that. We could also do things like uh, text field dot layer uh, dot border color is red CG color. And then maybe give it a border uh, width of two so we can see it. And that would prove to us that this is actually working. Now this doesn't exist yet. So let's quickly go over to a uh, Swift package I have called batteries. And this is going to contain some useful stuff for an app that I'm working on. For right now, it is mostly empty. And uh, what I want to do here is create a public func, or rather an extension on SwiftUI view that has a public func discover. And in order for me to take in whatever that type is, I want to have some sort of view type that is going to be uh, something that inherits from UI view. And then we're going to pass that as an unnamed argument that we're not going to actually use, but I do want it to show up in the call signature. So here, this is going to be v.type. I'm going to return self right now just so that we can get this to compile. And it'll still render. And here we have a uh, closure that we need to pass in. So this is going to be uh, take some sort of uh, completion callback, which will be an escaping closure that will take that uh, optional V, well, it's not optional, we just won't call it if there, if there isn't one found. Uh, you might also design this in a way that this returns a results of V or an error, so that maybe uh, if you couldn't find it, you'd want to detect that and sort of have some sort of fallback behavior. Uh, for now, I'll just keep it simple. Okay, so the next thing I want to do is um, talk about how we can get access to this hierarchy. And we can get access to this hierarchy if we have our own views inside of this hierarchy, then we would be able to find it uh, in there. So what I would like to do here is take self and overlay some other type of view. So if I say overlay 
and then I want uh, some sort of other view. I'm going to make a file private uh, struct discover view, and we could make this just a regular view with color.red or something. And then this we could say discover view inside of there. Now if I do this and I run it, then we'll see red on top of the text field. So we can see that our stuff is, is actually there. And if I go back to reveal and refresh it, you can see that now I've got a SwiftUI graphics view, but this doesn't really give me access to the UI kit view underneath. And so that's what I actually want to find. Uh, or I want to influence this by creating another one. Uh, another thing to look at is that uh, this is right next to this SwiftUI platform view host. Um, and we'll see a little bit more example of what how that'll work. So what I want to do instead is make this a UI view representable. And that's going to uh, require me to do make UI view that returns uh, UI view. So we'll just do this UI view. Uh, we'll say view.isUserInteraction enabled is false, view.frame is zero, view.background color is clear, and then we can return the view. Then we also need an update, which is going to do nothing for us because essentially we're just inserting this view into the hierarchy. And um, we might also do something like um, discover view. And then if I run that, and now we go back over to reveal. Now we can see our UI view right here is right next to this text field. So there could be other things in, in between this SwiftUI platform view host and this one. But essentially that's what we want to do. We want to start with this view. We need to be able to find this in the hierarchy. Then uh, we need to jump up in the hierarchy to our nearest platform view host. And then we need to essentially look at all of the siblings of that, looking for another platform view host and dive into that to see if we can find a text field. And so that's going to be the strategy that we will employ here. So the first step of this is to find some way of identifying this view. And uh, we we can specify a tag. So if I say let tag is an int, and then I assign that tag to this view, um, then we have a way of discovering it. And so what we could do here is this discover view uh, could generate a uh, random tag. So what I'll do here is we will have a tag, which is going to be an int which is equals random and range, and we will do min to the max. And so we'll have a random tag that we can use, and then I can pass that along here. We also might want this not to essentially eat up any of the Swift UI space, so I'm gonna make that an empty frame there. And then on a peer of this discover view, I'm going to uh, dispatch queue.main.async. And then what we're going to do is essentially find that tag. Now I need to find what window this is in. And there's a couple of ways to do this. One of them is UI application window, But this is now deprecated because uh, apps can support multiple windows. So I have a 
uh, UI application shared dot find key window. And this is a helper. I'll just jump into it real quick. This helper looks at all of the applications connected scenes and it compact maps all of those scenes to window scene. So if they are a window scene, it'll return that collection. Then it will um, map that into key window. So if it uh, finds a key window in that scene, it will return it. And we get the first one out of that list. Uh, now there should only be one in most cases, but uh, this should also handle the case where you have multiple windows, but only one of them is the key window, which is the one that currently kind of has focus. Okay, so once we have that, then we can uh, say we want to let key window equals this, and then we want to let um, that, um, we want to find the discover view equals key window view with tag, and we'll pass in that tag. So we'll be looking for that tag. And here I want to guard on both of these conditions. So we can we can do that. If we can't find the key window, then there's there's no way for us to dis, to find this discover view. And then here we can say else uh, return. Okay. So in this case, uh, now we we know where the discover view is, but we need to find the parent. And I have another um, helper here called find Swift UI view host. And this is the type of thing that might break in future versions, but um, if we recall from our reveal hierarchy, we had something that ended up with platform view host in the name. And so this is just looking for that. So this is the type of thing that is a little bit brittle. Uh, but what we do is we check the current views super view. If we have it, we look at its type. And if the type contains view host, we return it. Otherwise we go up to the superclass and ask it again. So we recurse. So given that we should be able to say, uh, that we want to find a view host here. So we could say uh, let view host equals and discover view.find Swift UI view host. And I think that's also going to go up here into this guard statement. So now we have a view host and now we need to essentially make a function and we could do that right here and create a private function to find a given view. And this is also going to be generic. Here we'll make it unnamed because we'll do the same thing as before. And okay, so this find view function is going to return that, uh, that view if it finds it. And so the strategy here is we're going to need to know what the view host is. So we will call this the host, which will be a UI view. And so the strategy is going to be find the index of host in the uh, super views, subviews array. Then we're going to walk backward, uh, searching the tree, looking for the view. So here we will quickly say guard let index equals uh, actually we need a super view equals uh, host.superview. Then we also need the index, which is uh, superview.index of first index of host. If we can't find either of those, then we'll return nil. And so now we need to look at the uh, 
the search points are going to be essentially from zero. That'll be from uh, zero up into the, uh, but not including the index that we just grabbed. And then I think that needs to be, we want to reverse this. So we start at the end and we work backwards to zero. And now we need to look at each one of the, the parent views and uh, do a search for this view in its subviews collection. And that needs to be recursive as well. Now in UIKit helpers, we have a first subview method, which is essentially gonna do the same thing that we need. Um, and it's an extension on UI view. So we can say, give me the first subview that you can find um, that, that is this type and matches some pre predicate and that predicate default returns true. So again, you can see that this is going to recurse all the way into all of the subviews. Um, so this ends up being a depth first search. And then if it doesn't find it in that tree, it'll move on to the next one, which is here. So I think what I wanna do instead is use this uh, syntax here where we will say that we want um, to search these branches and we'll take superview.subviews and we will use this uh, syntax here. And then we can get reversed on the end of that one. That needs to be subviews. Okay, so now we have branches equals superview subviews from zero to less than the index and then reverse them so that's the order that we'll search them in. And then here we want to return branches.compactMap and here we will do $0.first subview and we need to pass in that type that we need which is v.self. Okay, so the problem with this is that it's going to uh, essentially go through all of that collection. And if I say, please return the first one, it's going to do all that work ahead of time and then discard all of it except for the first one. But if we make this lazy, then it will essentially flip that iteration. So it won't go ask the next one in, the, in this list uh, if the first one matched. Okay, so now that we have this, uh, it looks like we have everything that we need uh, to find that view inside the host. So we'll say if let uh, found view equals find view of type v.self and we will do the host view like that. So if we found it, then I can call the completion block with the found view. Okay, so that is uh, quite a bit of code. It's, you know, it's a little bit complicated because we're doing some searching of subviews and things like that. Um, however, uh, it's, it's not a whole, whole lot of code and the, the strategy seems uh, simple enough that we could you know, discover what's going on. If SwiftUI ever decided to change, we could see what happened with the view hierarchy and maybe make some changes to make this a little bit more robust. Uh, but for now, this does work. Uh, let's give it a build and uh, let's give it a run. And if this does work, then yep, we see the border that is applied on the text field. And that is because in our content view, we said discover the underlying text field 
and then uh, call this block. And then here we're going to print it out and set the border color and width. So essentially that's uh, how it works. And if we want to do that again, we could do something like on the scroll view, I could say, oh, could you discover uh, this scroll view? So I'm going to discover the UI scroll view.self. And for the completion, I will get the scroll view in. And then here I could say like scroll view uh, bounces equals false, which would disable the sort of rubber banding uh, as you pull down, which is no longer working. If I undo that, or just comment that out, then now you can see that it does bounce. And so this gives us a way to tap into the UI kit that is powering some of these Swift UI components and make some of these um, customizations that may or may not uh, be supported already. Okay, so this is a strategy that I'm going to employ to fix the focus uh, state problem that we talked about a few episodes ago. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it useful, and we'll see you again in the next one.